Fear not what you do not know. Fear only what you know to be true. As a biological scientist, I am drawn to animals that others feel are a little safer to ignore. Being adventurous, I am drawn to places that others feel it is safer not to go. As a person, I constantly find myself standing a little bit closer to the edge. It's the only way I can truly see what is out there. My name is Mitch Ladyman, and this is a little podcast called Bike Club. Why Bike Club? Well, personally, I've spent most of my life working with the least loved fauna of Australia, the dangerous ones, and that has implications. But more generally, Bike Club is a bit of a metaphor for a life lived where one does things a little bit differently and life bites back sometimes. Maybe you can relate to this. I'm not really any different to the next guy. I'm a typical heterozygote male. Big B, little b. I am of average height, average weight, average build. I have brown hair, brown eyes, 10 fingers and 10 toes. I have two kids and a dog. Well, sort of a dog, it's kind of like a shih tzu chihuahua thing. I call it a shih tzu. But I don't like football, I don't like cricket, I don't like rugby and I don't like basketball. What I do love, is beer, dirt bikes, venomous snakes, Muay Thai, and contemporary dance. And more surprisingly, not necessarily in that order. On a stinking hot night in late January 2016, I shoveled into a small dark room that had no windows and far too few doors. I don't like crowds and I loathe venues and performances with unallocated seating. The anxiety of trying to secure a decent vantage point overwhelms me and that anxiety is proportionate to the size of the crowd and the cost of the tickets. No such drama on this occasion though. This was fringe and I was in the blue room and there were no more than 50 seats, which meant I had to fight only 49 people for a good one, and three of those were my family members. The venue was so small, in fact, that the front row felt awkwardly close to the stage, if not connected to it. The blue room was intimate to the point of being claustrophobic, and I felt like I was going to emerge with an infection. I did, and I caught it off Scott Elsterman, Esgi Gungor, Ricky Bremner, and Sarah Chafee. When Awkward Connections played at the Fringe in 2016, I was suddenly certain that contemporary dance is the greatest medium through which an artist can articulate their interpretation of music. That is, how they can make us see what they hear. From the comical first theatrical opening until they lay motionless in their final exhausted state. I was totally captivated by each and every one of the artists and every single word they said without speaking one. But at the exact moment that Esky, Sarah and Scott circled each other with an intensity that could cause climate change and then imploded into an entanglement of bodies that move with more fluidity than mercury, I knew I was watching something unique, something special. When my girls were little, 
I used to subject them to intense bouts of classical music at full noise in the car where there was no escape. I'd ask them to close their eyes and listen to the music and tell me about the story that was emerging in their mind. As young as three, four and five years old, the stories that I would entice out of them affirmed what I already knew, that music speaks to each of us in a different and unique dialect. What I mean by that is that what I see when I hear is not what you see when you hear. Remarkably, and fortunately for us as a family, while watching Awkward Connections and watching Esky Dance, I was watching an artist who at the time was my own daughter's teacher. Fast forward a few years, and Scott too would be teaching my daughter as a guest contributor at the WA Academy of Performing Arts. Scott is now renowned as an emerging independent dancer and choreographer and the first Australian to win the Pina Bosch Fellowship. These were artists I could literally reach out and touch, four-dimensional. These were artists who have now, over the years, imbued both of my children with this tangential linguistic. Those teachings have now perpetuated in both of my progeny and have expressed themselves in completely different forms for each child, one as dance and one in theatre. And after an intense holiday training camp at WAPA, I'm simply staggered by how fast their own vocabulary is developing. Thing One did a three-day dance workshop which culminated in a presentation to the parents of not one but four routines. As Thing One took to centre stage during the set, I could not believe what I was seeing. I felt like I was back in Heath Ledger Theatre, having paid serious money to watch a Co3 production. Co3 is our premier contemporary dance group in Western Australia. I did not feel for a second that this was just a synopsis-style presentation of outcomes of a three-day workshop. This was a glimpse. Similarly, Thing 2 took her place on the stage in a short presentation that was a melange of The Tempest and Macbeth. All things dark and wicked about both pieces failed to dull her stage presence, no matter the sadness and desperation of the character she was portraying. The truth is that amazing artists walk among us every day, not yet famous. I hope that one day they become more so. Not just my offspring, but dozens and dozens of others as yet unknown to me. If this be the case, then so many others will be able to hear the language that I saw back in 2016 and more recently, just the other day, in a little theatre called The Roundhouse, not 30 minutes down the road from my house. It is now 2019 and my viral insatiable desire to absorb contemporary dance still plagues me. Thank you very, very much Scott Elsterman and Link Dance Company for delivering yet another strain of this virus. I'm not a dancer, nor am I a choreographer or critic. Though I am highly educated, I'm not at all educated in arts, so forgive my Neolithic drivel.
But for me, watching contemporary dance is about immersing myself in the music in the moment. I lose myself midst the dancers and hear cryptic tongue I don't fully understand that is the music that propels them. I try hard not to make any resolutions or interpretations about what I see and hear beyond answering the question, what did that make me feel and did I enjoy it? That is all that matters to me. But the last show I saw was different. The last show I saw was Shrink and I understood it. And I thank Scott for that. I'm not sure how I did, but I did. Though not intentionally, I did not read the synopsis before the performance commenced. I read it immediately after. And the words on the page were simply a transcription of what I had seen, what I had heard, and what I had felt. Two groups, different and conflicted, initially moving broadly about the stage, but little further than beyond the periphery of the centre stage spotlight. Expressionless. All expression took place only within the precisely defined extent of that glaring downlight. It contained them, and it contained any and all of their potential to feel and communicate their feelings. Dramatic, painful, exasperated, debilitating, contained and confined. Differences defined within a finite extent of light, the extent of light that limited them, restricted them, forcing them to adapt and overcome, so to resolve their differences, but all within that very finite space, eventually constricting them, expunging them and exhausting them to the point where their movement became a single point of contact on the stage, still powerful, but only as a tower of fists and then fluid movement of fingers beneath a single spotlight reduced to only a small fraction of the size it was before. Scott, very bold and very in your face, but more than anything else, very, very brave. This was a major composition for a relatively young artist and that he chose to use such complex props and have costume changes in situ shows nothing less than raw courage. I'm not a dancer, I said that. I'm a biologist, I catch snakes for a living. I ride motorbikes and I do Muay Thai. But having that experience and being able to witness contemporary dance, virtually learn a new language is really something special, something I'm grateful for. Give it a try, you'll thank me for it.